Welcome to the Life Gets Better Now podcast with Mary Hayes Greco. On today's show, Intuition Flash Part 2. I'm producer Erin Warhol, and I'm here with author and spiritual teacher Mary Hayes Greco. Hi, Erin. Hey, Mary. So we're going to talk about intuition again, because it's a big... Because it's so fun. It's big. Yes, yes, <laughs> and it's really important in the spiritual journey. Excellent. Yeah, and you have talked about in the past on our other podcasts about how a person's life is really their classroom, and our purpose for being here is to master our life lessons. And so on these conversations we've been having on the Life Gets Better Now podcast, we're learning how to master the tools of our lives. And some of the areas, some of the tools are forgiveness, intention, self-will, God's will, purpose. And today we're going to go more in depth around intuition. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about intuition as the soul's uh, guidance system, the soul's Ooh, yeah. navigation. I like that. Yes. That's great. So, yeah, and we, we've talked about how everyone has it, although to some degree, but some people are more tuned into it than others. Yes, just like any other life skill. Um, you can identify the way yours works. Mm-hmm. You can develop more of it. And if you are an intuitive or a sensitive person, it behooves you to a, find a way of expressing it usefully. Okay. Because it's going to be there anyway. You might as well express it usefully. So you mentioned that there are different types of intuition. Mm-hmm. And so I want to kind of go through all of those so I have a better understanding that of that. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that there's five types five. of intuition, okay. right? They would be clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, kinetic, and pure flash mm. intuition. Flash. Flash. <laughs> yeah. So clairvoyant means clear seeing. Okay. Clear audience, clear hearing, clear sentient, clear feeling, clear sensing. And then the kinetic means um, movement and uh-huh. feel in the mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. And the pure flash is when you just have just that, a flash, boom, you know something. And it comes whole from your soul and you just, it guides you immediately and into the future. So I've been exploring this for a long time, and I think most people have one that is stronger than the other that Mm -hmm. they mostly use and they rely on. And so they will be the person who consistently has a picture in their mind or gets Mm -hmm. a dream that guides them, or they see light and color and plan, and they, they can see in a certain way, and it's just their thing. I remember one client came to me for tutoring around intuition, and I was trying to get her to hear that subtle uh, audience voice, that subtle voice of the soul. And I'd say, okay, so now ask your soul this, and then I would be guiding her, and she'd say, okay, I see. I'd say, okay, now let's tune into your belly, and I want you to just really extend your your awareness from your belly to the feelings of this person that you're tuning into, and uh, what do you feel? And she'd say, I see. <laughs> she was just a seer. Yeah. She, she saw things. She had that place in in the forehead, mm-hmm. in, the, in the brain behind the forehead, where uh, you get the pictures. We mm. get the pictures when you dream or when you imagine. That's <laughs> that's where it operates. So so some people are seers. Some people are hearers. Some people are sense. Some people move through space and end uh-huh. up with synchronicity and ending up in the right place at the right time. And others have this flash of knowing that they can't really explain Okay. Uh, why or where it comes from. And people that are extremely intuitive probably have some of all of those going on, mm-hmm. or they might 
dance around from one function to the other. And people who are reasonably intuitive probably just have one one or two forms of it. Okay, that but makes sense. But the people sense. that I've known and people in classes that I've taught and people that I know that are extremely psychic uh, tend to have the full toolkit available, mm-hmm. and um, it changes. And when I was doing readings as a psychic, it I never understood why with some person I would tune into them and I would just have picture, 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 mm-hmm. and another person I would tune into them and there would be this steady, directive voice mm. talking to me about them and the meaning of the things going on. And, and other times it would be crystal clear, just crystal clear um, understanding, yeah. and other times a subtle, a subtle, gentle, kind of diffuse overall knowing that was a little bit hard to put into words. So, and I, I don't know why it changed from person to person unless somehow their their soul guideful guidance system and mm-hmm. mine had to cooperate around the language. <laughs> I don't a know. It's a mystery. <laughs> it's a mystery. It's all very mysterious. Yeah. So, so anyway, so let's talk about those. So, so people who are clairvoyant primarily are people who have pictures in their mind and mm-hmm. behind their, the screen of their forehead uh, mm-hmm. there's pictures that are playing uh, they're sensitive to color to light to uh, dreams to symbols visual mm. symbols okay yeah they would understand a symbol or, or create a symbol that to embody certain soulful truths uh, they would they're planners. They like uh-huh. to see the map, the blueprint of what's going to happen, what we're oh, going to okay. do, how this is going to unfold. And uh, it, w- they would, it would take them a little time to rework their plan yeah. in their intuition. If things suddenly change, they feel a little bit thrown off and like, wait a minute, this is not the picture I have. Wait a minute. Oh. And they have, to, they have to take time to work in a new picture. And so they would need to know, if they know that about themselves, and then they can go, I need a little time to re re-see this. Rework the picture. Like, so for instance, my husband and I are more like pure intuitives, meaning Mm -hmm. he and I both have all of those uh, gifts. Mm -hmm. And we tend to be kinetic and spontaneous, like moving in the moment. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, let's go do this. Oh, no, no, let's not do it this way. Let's do it this way. Mm -hmm. And he and I are just ready to do that spontaneous thing, which is part of what a pure intuitive does. But our daughter would go, no, we were going to do this. No, you told me this morning we were going to do this. Yeah. And I was picturing this. And oh. it, she has this whole plan in her head that we have to take at least half an hour to get her to rework her picture in her mind. Fascinating. We couldn't just turn on a dime and, and have a comfortable 10-year-old Tara. She needed to have the picture match up. Yeah. So so that's one kind of personality thing. So... Uh, Here's a little example of of the picture thing working. One time, my uh, sister Hannah was uh, living a, a lifestyle that was getting to be too much for her, and she needed to make changes, but she didn't really know what to do. Uh-huh. She was working too hard in an organization, and she was living in a group household with lots of people. She's an introvert. She's quiet and sensitive, uh, and she needs her much. own space, mm-hmm. right? And um, she needs to not talk to people all day long and all that. So, so she was just worn out. She was worn out. And she knew she needed to change her life. But she, you know, she was young. She didn't really know herself well enough yet to say, oh, well, this is the problem. She just knew that she was worn out. But as she was doing her life every day, these pictures started coming into her mind. Ooh. She saw a picture of a quiet studio apartment, hmm. a picture of the answering machine on the table, filtering phone calls okay (laughs) a picture of a cat Ah. nearby and a picture of 
the new laptop on which she was doing uh, newsletters from home. She was working as a writer from oh. home. And she was working for these radical uh, political organizations in Chicago, and she'd been running around, you know, door knocking and yeah. fundraising and all sorts of things. But she actually, because these pictures persisted, she followed her feet and found herself renting an apartment, moving out of the crowded house, having her answering machine filtering out some of these relationships, got the kitty, the kitty Aww. came along. The kitties come <laughs> along when you need them, don't they? This is what we like yeah. about kitties. They, they're yeah. intuitive. Yeah. Right? So the kitty came along. Ivy, I believe, was her name. Ivy came along, and Hannah began working from home doing newsletters for these organizations. So Instead of running around deal. being in, in people's faces all day long and, and getting worn out, she got this developed that's this amazing. peaceful. Yeah. But that's because she followed the guidance of her soul. Yeah. Those pictures came from the part of her that said, you know, darling, you are an introvert. You need quiet. You need uh, your own space. You need fewer of these relationships in your life. You need to let some of them subtract, hence the answering machine. And uh, a kitty will help, too. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she moved and, and changed her lifestyle following her intuition. So that really, I mean, that really is about like listening to, not listening, but trusting, trusting it. your own. Following the pictures. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, and she saw, saw that happen. So that so that's an example of that. Then there's um, clear audience, which is where. That's listening. That's listening. <laughs> okay. Clear hearing. <laughs> clear audience takes the form of hearing words in your head yeah. that are a little bit distinct and directive and different than just the random thoughts that are spilling chatter. around. Random chatter, yeah. When you are a clairaudient and you have your soul's voice talking to you, it comes with a certain certainty mm-hmm. and a certain uh, direct directiveness mm-hmm. it's telling you, do this, don't do this. And it comes with a little envelope of quietude around it. Oh. This is how you know it's not your ego chatter. Okay. When you hear an audience message from your soul and your brain and you hear a sentence in your brain that comes with peace. Yeah. Even if it's something you don't like, uh-huh. you don't prefer it, yeah. you'd rather not, but you know it's right. It has the feeling of rightness with it. Yeah. So people who are clairaudient tend to be uh, word people, thinkers, writers, uh, uh, people who hear between the lines. Okay. Uh, they, you could hear, the words are sort of the conduit for clear audience. You hear between the lines. You might get a letter from somebody and they're going, oh, I moved here and I do this and blah, 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 blah. It's going well with this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And if you're clear audience, you're reading between the lines, you're going, oh, these sound lonely. Yeah. Well, actually, they don't sound lonely to everyone, but you're picking up right. something in between the words. People who are clear audience can hear truth or lie. Oh. They can hear the difference between truth or lie. So maybe somebody who works in sales or say, they mm-hmm. have different jobs where they're having to kind of sense or see. I keep getting ahead of us. You're a sensor. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going on to the next gift each time. Wait, you I want to ask like all you a them. question about yeah. hearing first before yeah. we go into sensing. Yeah. So they hear they they hear truth. They it, like they hear it clear clarity. I mean, we all do too. Yeah. But. And sometimes it takes a little bit of work. Like you'll have. A conversation in your head. You'll be the person that's talking to yourself in this conversation, okay. and you're asking yourself questions and you're answering them. Okay. You're saying, da 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 da. You're you're actually having a dialogue yeah. in your brain that is sorting out truth. 
until so, until it gets settled and it goes, oh yeah, this there is it. There it is. And yeah, this that. is it. So this is, is it your truth. own voice? Always? It, it's a there's a like a there's a personal voice and there's a soul voice and okay. they have a little bit of a different quality and you cool. can you can find out about that. Yeah. If you're if you're one of those um, listening type people. You're also the uh, people that are guided intuitively through songs you hear on the radio. Oh, yeah. You hear about the, or, or titles of things. Yeah. I often wake up with songs in my head and I cool. I stop and I listen to the title or the nature of the song and it's clearly a message for my day. It's yeah. clearly saying something. That's really neat. If you That's wake up with Jackson Brown singing, take it easy, <laughs> you know, for no reason. <laughs> You're like, there you okay, go. Your soul is giving you a little bit of a like heads up here. Let's come take her easy now today. <laughs> so there's clear audience. Okay, and so the next one is clairsentience. Okay, clairsentience, and that comes uh, in your belly in your mm-hmm. solar plexus. Mm-hmm. You got a nice, great, big, uh, sensitive place there in your belly that is reading your environment um, mm. all the time yeah. for for people and safety. Yeah, it's it's like when you are talking with someone and you don't like them and you don't trust them, uh-huh. how you kind of cl- cross your arms across yeah. your belly and yeah. you really actually don't want to feel their energy that much. Mm, I don't like this person, but you're talking to someone that you've just met and you guys are really really hitting it off mm-hmm. and there's this great rapport developing. How you turn and and lean your bodies closer to each other. You're you're exposing the bellies. Yeah. You're sharing bellies. You're sharing belly energy, you <laughs> just know. Just like dogs. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. So you kind of turn and there's this kind of flow of, of empathy. Yeah. That's really literally come from from belly and from heart too. And so you're sensing people's uh, state. You're you're feeling how to relate to each other. Uh, it's also uh, when it's also a, a intuition that's a little bit indistinct. Uh-huh. For some people, if you're primarily an empath, a belly intuitive yeah. person, you have to do some sorting, some quiet okay. sorting about what, what, what are these feelings I'm having? What yeah. does this mean? But you will probably know if you're comfortable or uncomfortable okay. with a person or situation. And you'll know that. You won't know why for a while. But then you just kind of keep working things out until you are either clearly comfortable or clearly uncomfortable. And that is your guidance. So, And this also protects us. This protects us from danger. you got that icky, oh, alarmy feeling in your belly when you're not safe. Well, and it's so important to listen to that. And it's also so important to teach our children to listen to that. Right. And not try to talk them out of it. No. Go there where I said to go, yeah. Exactly. And I taught both my kids about if their belly didn't like somebody, that they should tell me. And we wouldn't be around that person. Or if their belly really liked somebody, that uh, we would be around them more. I taught them about that that belly knowing. And I remember one time uh, my six-year-old and I were walking in the park long ago. And it was dusk, and it was uh, the inner city where we live. And there was these two guys heading for us. And... Uh, from far away, my belly did not like them. Oh. They did not like them. And they started kind of waving and smiling and like asking for directions or say, yeah. you know, yeah. excuse me, excuse me. And my belly did not like them. And I'm used to the city and I don't, I'm not afraid at the park, but I, I was afraid of them. I said, yeah. mm. I said, you know, Tara, come on, we're going to walk this way. I, I don't like the energy of these guys. And we just walked swiftly the opposite direction. They didn't follow us or chase us. But yeah. as we walked away... Tara said, you know, I didn't like those guys in my belly either because they were waving and smiling, 
but their energy was sneaky. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, she could put that into words. And their energy was you'd sneaky. You'd given her those words, not I didn't in that say situation. sneaky, but I, yeah. But I mean, you'd, you'd grown the, up. The words of energy, the language, the language of, of energy, that. yes. Oh. I gave both my kids the language of energy all along, and it really stood us it's well. huge. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, so that's sensing energy. Yep. And the next one is kinetic? Is kinetic, yes. Yeah, so kinetic energy is when you're moving through space in an intuitive way. Okay. So athletes, dancers, yeah. uh, bikers, people that are, are like needing to be really aware of how their body is moving through space are using a certain um, intuition that knows, uh, that's, that's reading the space around them and is able to put their body into space in a safe or creative way. Mm. So um, my husband has kinetic intuition and uh in his toolkit and he calls it following his feet yeah you know you follow your feet and it takes you to all the things that you <laughs> need that day just you go no, i'm not going to go there now i'm going to go there or i'm not feel like moving i think i'll stay here and he also calls it whether the energy is open or closed oh, to do something okay well you know i wanted to do this today but it just wasn't open to do that. It's like there's this door. <laughs> he senses this door to efficacy because he yeah. really care, cares about efficiency with his time. Yeah, and the door didn't open. But, you know, I wasn't planning on doing it, but it opened and I did it. Oh, okay. He says that all the time. Yeah. It opens. It wasn't open. It was closed. And you know what he's talking about. I know about what he's he talking about. And yeah. yeah, we're speaking the language of energy. <laughs> it's very efficient. That's what interesting it's all about. conversations in your household. <laughs> yes, I know. Well, it seems normal to me, but. <laughs> That's why we're living with each other, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that's kinetic, and um, and lastly, there's pure intuition, mm. which is uh, that flash of yeah. knowing. It's like, yeah. boom, this is happening. Boom, go here. Don't go there. Uh, this thing is happening in the future. Yeah. And it often has a future knowingness to it, and right. you can't explain why. Right. I remember one time, oh. <laughs> I was so mad, uh, and this, this sort of bridges to our idea about discerning what you do with this kind of stuff. Yeah. But I was so mad because a friend of mine was dating somebody that I just didn't like for him. I just felt like she, she and he are going to be a disaster. I just oh. feel it. And and he was sort of uh, what's the word? Um, when you're blinded, when, oh. yes, when you're blinded by somebody's oh, yeah. glow, yeah, you know, you're know. dazzled. He was sort of dazzled <laughs> by her. She was sort of dazzling in some ways, but I knew, like, I, I, I just had this knowing that came to me that she was going to get pregnant soon, and they'd only been dating oh. a month, and that she was going to do it because she wanted to, um, to keep him. She mm. wanted someone to, you know, make her life easier, and. And I knew that she wasn't going to be good for him, and I knew that she was going to get pregnant. I pulled him aside, with you know, by the lapels. I, <laughs> I, I gripped him, you know, and put, got in his face and said, listen, listen, dude, you have got to be careful. You've got to be careful because she is actually not good for you. I know this. And you're dazzled by her, and she's going to get pregnant soon. Wow. And he said... What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Of course she's good for me. I really like, think I love her. <laughs> and, and no, she's not going to get pregnant. I mean, he was not receptive. He was not receptive. 
So I'm like, oh. And then uh, four months later, yeah, I bump into him again, and he's just he's ashen, he's gray faced, he's burdened, he's upset. He says, oh, Mary, God, I'm freaking out. You know, I'm really freaking out because so and so's wow, she's pregnant, oh. and you know, I don't think she's good for me. <sighs> and I wanted to just, I didn't know whether I would pull his hair out or my hair out or something. Yeah. I'm like, I told you that. He said, no, you didn't. When did you tell me that? I said, I told you that. A month into the relationship, I told you that three months ago. I told you to be careful. I don't remember that. Yeah. Uh, so here's, here we come to the part where sometimes you know things. Yeah. And why do you know them? And are you supposed to tell other people? Are you supposed to do anything with it? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe oh. it won't do a darn bit of good because everyone yeah. has their own maybe that's free will, his their own path to go his through karma, that. his yeah. destiny. But maybe it was a softening for me. Maybe it was letting me know, hey, you know, this is going to be playing out. So just you know, step back a little right. bit from this friend because it's going to be a big drama, and you really don't want to. Oh, interesting. Go through it, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, so we don't always know. Okay, so that that is a good way to get into discernment. So let's let's just stop for a moment with that, and I want to tell people a little bit more about you, Mary. You are the author of two books, The New Kitchen Mystic, A Companion for Spiritual Explorers, and also Unconditional Forgiveness, A Simple and Proven Method to Forgive Everyone and Everything. Mary Hayes Greco is the director of the Midwest Institute for Forgiveness Training, and you have worked with people in workshops and private consultations, thousands of people for more than 25 years, and your work has taken you all around the world while you help people learn how to heal their wounds. Lucky me. Yes, excellent. So lucky. <laughs> we would also like to acknowledge our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by The Energy and Attitude of Unconditional Love. Unconditional Love. It is there in ample supply, and it wants you to thrive. And by The New Definition of Forgiveness. Forgiveness is releasing an expectation that's causing you to suffer. So, Mary, we've been talking about how the point of this podcast is to help people master the tools of everyday enlightenment, mm -hmm. how to learn lessons gracefully and master life situations. How to and be in tune with their souls. Yeah. And so it's really good for me to hear kind of these different levels of intuition because, as I have mentioned, I, I've had, and like most people, I've had different intuitive experiences. And sometimes you kind of are left, I don't know what to make of this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the, learning about the kinetic or the sensing intuition makes sense to it explains something that happened to me way back in my 20s. Cool. Yeah. I was working, I was working in a TV newsroom. And I was the satellite coordinator, so I was on the assignment desk. And I would be in charge of just sort of helping visiting crews, like from ABC. They would send a crew to do some work, and I would show them in the edit suite and, you know, just be the person, the point person if they needed anything. And there was a crew that was like ABC sports investigators, and they were in town. And I honestly can't remember whatever sports investigation they were doing. But it was getting time for them to leave. And they showed up at the big assignment desk at, looking for me, and they both looked, there were two of them, they looked frantic. Mm. And I said, what, what's the deal? Well, they had a little black book that had notes and things from their various sports investigations. Oh. And they couldn't find it. And All they their were work. About, yeah, they were about to leave. And I, I honestly, I can't remember their names either, but I've seen the one sports investigator. I've seen him on TV since. But so anyway, they they were telling me this and 
what happened next, it kind of blew my mind, but it, but, and I don't, didn't really understand it at the time. I stood up at my desk and my hand went up and my hand kind of led me around the big assignment <laughs> desk and down the hall, past the first edit suite, past your the second. Your hand was your dowser. Yeah, was past your, the pointing second to. one. Exactly. Down into one of the edit suites that, you know, the lights were out and somebody was in there working and I opened the door and I reached to the back of one of the edit machines that was, you know, it was black. And so this black book just was hidden on there and I picked up the book and I handed it to them <laughs> and the, the guy I you were the magic to, woman of the day I was and their eyes were both like saucers I mean it was like <laughs> what was that and I I honestly I didn't even know how to explain it and it but felt it was, kind of quiet and natural yeah I just did, did you it. feel sort of peaceful I did doing it? yeah yeah it told I mean I wasn't it you wasn't weren't in your mind not a bit. No, I no. just was like, oh, it was out a goes pure the hand, boom, soul there I go. guidance thing. <laughs> and when we're following those, they feel so natural. Yeah. They feel but so freaky, peaceful. too. <laughs> well, was it freaky when you were doing it? Not at all. No. Our, it was, our, your mind and other exactly. people's minds would put freaky as a label on top yes. of things like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I like to call it benevolent. Benevolent. Well, it was I very like helpful. They were helpful, very relieved. kindly, yeah. efficient. Yeah. That's really what all this this intuition, psychic stuff is about. It's really about, you know, uh, making things easier. Yeah. Graceful. Well, and that made their day quite a bit easier. I don't even know <laughs> what would have happened if they had Definitely run it, but, kinetic. But, yeah, definitely. Definitely so kinetic, kinetic intuition. Good okay. job. I had a student in one of my courses who uh, she she had this bad feeling about herself because she couldn't see pictures in her mind mm-hmm. and she couldn't hear voices and she didn't think she had intuition. And yet, when we started talking about kinetic intuition, she said, oh, that's what I do. Oh. Because when I want to get clear, I go out and walk for at least a couple of miles. Oh. And as I w- when I come back, I'm clear. Mm. And she said, sometimes I jump in the car and I just head out of town. And I drive to a certain point, and then I turn around and come back. But when I come back, I know what I know. And it's because she has to be moving. amazing. She actually has to be moving, yeah. So people who are kinetic people are also the ones that don't want to have um, a sitting meditation practice. Ah. They feel restless. They're sitting there going, oh, my God, when is this over? (laughs) Isn't the little chime going to go off soon? I'm dying here. Yeah. Because they don't want to sit for, Mm -hmm. for truth. And peace and knowing they want to move. They want to be moving. Oh, that And that in makes that movement, the truth, the peace, the knowingness filters in into their being, but they need to be moving. Yeah, and so I can see how just knowing what your different, your own different styles are and just knowing a little bit more about it, that really is helpful. It to is. Just sort of everyday life. It is. And once you find out that, oh, I'm primarily a listener mm-hmm. I, or I'm primarily uh, a seer, then you can practice with that. You can you can focus on it and practice with it. And if you have all of them, you can just focus on seeing how, how it works out. I'd love to share a story that kind of illustrates um, a spectrum of these different yeah, types of, of great. Uh, intuition. And it it also illustrates how really it's uh, it's so aligned with your soul for your life's ease and fulfillment, your, for your personality's ease and fulfillment. So this is a story about how Fred and I got our dog Jack long ago. Oh. Yes. So, so long ago, we had uh, little Tara, who was four, 
And we had just come back from India. This actually makes uh, some sense. We came back from India where we'd had this, been in this big, powerful experience. I'd met the guru and, and had these big, amazing experiences with meditation and had participated in this fire ceremony. And we're just, oh, it had this just phenomenal, life-shaping spiritual adventure. Then we came back home and life went back to small business and children and whatever. And we wanted to get a pet mm. for Tara. And we were thinking, well, we live in an apartment, and uh, pets are pets, and so let's let's be smart here. We're going to get a bunny, yeah. a hamster, a goldfish. Yeah. A, uh, you know, we can't get a cat. I love cats, and they love me, but I'm allergic to them. We can't get a cat um, because, and I'm not going to get a dog. This is <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not going to get a dog because I'm not a dog person. Oh, I'm not a dog person. I don't get dogs. I never had a dog. There are a lot of work, a lot of training, a lot of poop to pick up. Yeah, I'm not going to get a dog. So that was very clear to me. That was like, so, so we're looking for the pet. We went to all these pet stores, looked at the bunnies and the mice and the this and the that. So, okay, no, nothing was really speaking to us. And so we dropped it. And a few months later, Fred came back from a shopping trip to one of the one of the malls, and he came in. And he said, "Mayor, I found our family pet." Oh. I said, "Great! What is it? Is it the bunny?" He goes, "No," and he makes this kind of Groucho Marx face and the little cigar thing. And he <laughs> says, "It's a schnauzer." <laughs> I said, "A schnauzer, Fred? That's a dog." Schnauzers are dogs. We're not going to get a dog. He says, oh, yes, we are going to get this dog. I'm like, how can you say that? I told you I don't want to. He says, no, 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 you have to meet this dog because it's our dog. I'm like, our dog. It sounds like, like a foreign language to yeah. say that. So anyway, I said, well, look, I'll go with you and I'll look at the dog. But I'm telling you right now, it's really, really unlikely that we're going to do this. I'm not going to agree to this. So he says, oh, okay, just wait. So this is a story. He was going down uh, the hallway on his way to Radio Shack to buy a thing. He's always <laughs> buying things, little things to improve yep. things. He was on his way to buy a thing. And on the way there, he passed a pet store, and a bird cried out, a parrot or something, cried out from the pet store. And it said clearly in Fred's ears, Fred, come in here. <laughs> Fred, come in here. <laughs> So that was a clear audience thing. Because probably for the other people in the hallway, they heard a bird go, oh. but he heard Fred come in here. And he heard words, yeah. like a bird, bird words. <laughs> so then he, he turns on a dime and follows his feet, because mm -hmm. he's good at that kinetic thing. He follows his feet, marches into this, this pet store, walks right to the back where he feels like his feet are going, and looks down. And there's this little glass cage with this little schnauzer puppy in it. Oh. And it's sitting there looking, you know, kind of addled as puppies do and, and cute. And, and Fred thinks, that's our dog. Oh. The thought came yeah. to his head, that's our dog. So now yeah. he's heard something with his intuition. He's followed his feet into the mm -hmm. store. He's heard again, that's our dog. So then he brings me um, to the store to, yes. to check this out. <laughs> and I'm reluctant. And I'm going uh, in t into this. And I go back to where the... Uh, dog is and I look and they have the dog's birthday on the on the little oh. sign is the sh miniature schnauzer June 24th 19 whatever it's 84 I think I don't know when it was but it, it was the same birthday as the guru that we had just 
You're come kidding. back from from India from spending time with us. They had the same. The dog and the guru had the same birthday. So I kind of said, "Oh, look, interesting. He's got the same birthday as the guru. Interesting." Well, so they, I'm I'm kneeling down because I'm reading the thing. They let the dog out. He runs pell mell around the the store and then up into my uh, lap and up onto my face where he's Aww. licking my face. Cute. And his little warm puppy belly is pressed against my heart. Oh. And suddenly, there was a blast of love. Wow! From my heart, my heart—it was like an explosion of love, and like magenta pink light energy in my mind's eye. And then I heard a voice, and it said, "Jack is a good bet." So here, here's my mind with the thought frame that says, I don't like dogs. Yeah. I won't have a dog. I'm not a dog person. But this explosion of heart opening happened with yeah. this particular dog. This guidance comes. And I look up. I'm holding him close to my heart. I look up at Fred, and tears are streaming down my eyes. I said, oh. I love him. <laughs> His name is Jack. And I love him. I cried because it was a surrender. Yeah. It was a surrender to yeah. love. It's like if you fall in love with someone and you're like, oh, my God, this is a big one. Here yeah. I go. Yeah. This is, whoa. Oh. You know, when you fall in love yeah. and it's this big thing. And I thought, oh, I love this dog. So we put Jack on our visa card and we went home <laughs> and we commenced our long and wonderful era with Jack the dog. And he really loved me a lot. He, like, I was his person. He really wow. loved me. He he he. He convinced me easily that I could love this dog, and I've loved a few dogs since, not not a lot, but yeah. he opened my heart to dogs a little bit. Oh, but that's great. He was so good with our child. He let her dress him up in, in dolly clothes and put necklaces <laughs> on him, and he'd be looking at me with this pissed-off look in his eye and saying, I know this is part of the job. Yeah. (laughs) Shaking, just shaking like only a terrier can shake, looking at you with his skirt and his necklaces. I know I have to do this, but this really kind of sucks. And I would think, oh, Jack, what a good dog. That's a great story. Yeah, so then the end of the story, full circle from India, when I was in India participating with this, this fire ceremony, I said this big prayer, and I asked to be um, healed and taught around issues around my power, that I wanted to have my power returned Mm -hmm. to me. I felt like I was recovering from a real powerless space and that I needed to give up things that were scattering my power, which I was aware of at the time are indecision and passivity and uh, there was one of insecurity. I wanted to, to heal of those things. I was praying intensely in this fire ceremony about it. So we get Jack the dog. He's the dog. He's our dog. And then Fred gets all these training books, about 20, a stack of 20 <laughs> training books by his chair, which he plows through, and then he starts training the dog within an inch of his life. And he was a great, <laughs> great dog after that. But they say, pick your family dog. And they, they you know, you, you're trying to, like, match your personality to the dog. Yeah. I look up Schnauzer, and it says... If you are a person who struggles with insecurity, indecisiveness, and passivity, you shouldn't have a schnauzer. Oh! <laughs> because they're very strong-willed, and they're going to require that you have all of your power intact that to train them. It's amazing. I know. <laughs> they so, are going to require that you can become firm and decisive and confident and, and that you are the boss of them. You have to be powerful with terriers. 
So he was your teacher. He was my teacher. And he had the same date, birthday he had the as same your guru. Birthday as my that meditation is something. teacher. Cool. It's a plot. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Well, this has been so much fun, Mary. I, I, I think we maybe need to do another show and really go further on discerning intuition. Yes, discernment, yes. trust. Dis- yeah. Trust, recognizing and trusting and following your intuition okay. and dealing with whatever blocks you have about it. Blocks. And, um, and entering into a confident pathway of developing your intuition. Yeah, because life is different when you have an open channel to your intuition guiding it's you. It's easier And it's got the magical sparkle to the edges. That's great. Okay, well, I would just like to say to anyone listening, thanks so much for listening. And if you know somebody that you think would also enjoy this podcast, please tell them about the Life Gets Better Now podcast. You can also like us on Facebook. You can write your comments there, or you can send us an email at forgivenesstraining at gmail.com. You can find all of the podcasts listed on the website at lifegetsbetternow.com. So they're all there. You can listen in any order, and you can share that link with a friend. So thanks so much for joining us today. You've been listening to the Life Gets Better Now podcast with Mary Hayes Greco. We are thankful for the help from our sound engineer, Daniel Zamzow. And for the Life Gets Better Now podcast, I'm producer Aaron Warhol. And I'm Mary Hayes Greco. Thank you for joining us. You just kick that door.